table, the gift of peace of mind is one that lasts a lifetime. Wishing you happy holidays from Legacy Legal Planning. 1510 WMEX Quincy Boston and 101.1 FM W266DQ Quincy. WMEX Quincy Boston. Streaming at WMEXBoston.com. And on your smart speaker, just say play WMEX. The greatest hits of all time are back. This is the all-new WMEX. WMEX Boston. Legacy Legal Live. Hosted by Kendra O'Toole, Michelle Reed, and Elizabeth Caruso of Legacy Legal Planning is a show about discussing your estate plans, options, and answering your questions. Call in at 781-834-9639 and start your lifelong partnership covered by benefits that you've earned through proper legacy planning. Now here's your hosts, Kendra, Michelle, and Elizabeth. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back for another week of Legacy Legal Live with Michelle Reed and Kendra O'Toole. And Elizabeth Caruso is missing this evening, but she will be back in future weeks with some excellent estate planning knowledge for all of you. We'll miss her tonight, but we'll try to do our best with just the two of us. Uh, And just to remind you all, if you're just tuning in with us now or if you've been with us for a little bit, we are a trio of estate planning attorneys from Legacy Legal Planning. We have an office in Norwell and we do estate planning, elder law and probate. We will be with you Wednesday nights from 6 to 7 p.m. So we'd love for you to tune in, tell your friends, family members, coworkers, colleagues, you name it. Call in with your questions, 781-834-9639. And uh, we're excited to be on WMEX sharing some estate planning knowledge with you. We have a bit of a special episode tonight. We won't go too too crazy in depth like we've we've gone before and go down a rabbit hole. We've got a little bit of a holiday uh, loosely based show for you this evening. Uh, but first we wanted to start a little bit by expressing our gratitude for those of you who have been tuning in weekly. We've had some wonderful feedback and we really appreciate it. We're uh, thrilled to have you listening. We welcome all suggestions and all questions. So definitely send them in, call them in. Feel free to shoot us an email too. Uh, admin at LegacyLegalPlanning.com. And we'll give you our website too. Guess what? LegacyLegalPlanning.com. <laughs> so we're going to kick off tonight with a little bit of a holiday theme show. But Kendra has some awesome details for you for an incredible event that we're having this weekend. So this Saturday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., we are having pictures with Santa and local vendors that will be selling some of their wonderful products. A lot of them are handmade by these vendors. Um, just to name the ones that will be attending, Wags and Wigglebots, The Native Kitchen, Cannon by the Sea, Oh So Joyful, Tateo Organics, Arbonne, Scout and Cellar Wine, and Ange Salty Wrist. They are going to have different products ranging from bracelets and food and fur baby items. And so swing (laughs) on by for the day, again, from 10 to 2. And also Child's Play Alpacas will be there. And they have their products and are bringing alpacas with them as well. So it will be a fun time for the kids to come and see Santa Write some letters to Santa, and please invite all your family and friends to come just enjoy this day as a community and to shop from some local vendors for those Christmas gifts. 
Yep, so it's Saturday, December 9th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We will have free pictures with Santa. <laughs> and it's located at 80 Washington Street, Building S, as in Sam, in Or Norwell. Santa. Or Santa <laughs> in Norwell. And we're the very last building in that office complex. It, so you just go all the way to the back and you'll find our office to come and enjoy some time with your family. And we have a little fun, a couple of treats for the kiddos. They can write a letter to Santa. So it'll, it'll be a nice treat for them. So we're really looking forward to it. So we're going to jump right into a little bit of why estate planning is one of the best gifts that you can really give to your family. Um, you know, when we think of estate planning, I think when a lot of our clients that come to us think of estate planning, they really are kind of thinking more of the worst situation and making sure people, you know, have the ability to step in or ensure that their wishes are followed. But it's not even so much, you know, it is ensuring all of that. But at the same time, it's giving that peace of mind and that ease for your family and loved ones that are stepping into that position. Um, doing an estate plan makes it so much easier for them to not have to have court involvement, to be able to deal with financial institutions or hospitals or dealing with the different investments or real estate that you might have in a easier manner than they would be by jumping through all the hoops that probate requires or a guardianship or conservatorship if you did not put these documents in place during your lifetime. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I was actually talking to a client this week recently. And, you know, we, we often talk with our clients about who would be best to be named in certain positions, for instance, someone to make a financial decision for you or someone to make a healthcare decision for you. And, you know, we started off the meeting kind of looking at it like, well, I don't want to put this burden on this person. I don't necessarily want to ask them to, to, to step in this role. It's a lot of work. And we kind of flipped it a little bit. And I said, listen, this person would step up for you no matter what, right? They care about you. Um, you have a wonderful relationship and they would likely be the person who's going to step up no matter what. So why not give them the ability to step up for you without any pushback, without having to go to court? So I, f I could see, you could visibly and audibly hear the relief in her when she said, you know what, I didn't really think of it that way. I was just thinking more about it being a burden. But really, I said, no, it's it's really a gift. Because if you're someone who's named as um, an agent, for a healthcare agent or a power of attorney, you don't want to have to hit any roadblocks. If, if you're named in that duty, you're happy to help most of the time. And you don't want any legal roadblocks. So I think that that's a really, really excellent way to put it. Yeah, no, I think a lot of people view it as I don't want to put that burden on somebody. Like you said, it's more of a burden if you don't plan because those are the people that will step up when it's needed. Yeah. Well, and imagine so that's that's a great way to flip it. Imagine the difference between, you know, calling, frankly, even the electric company or, you know, something that seems small and trivial. And they say, we're sorry, we can't we can't help you. You're not the person who's on the account. Do you have legal authority to be on the account and the difference between being able to say yep here you go or no how do I get that and then going through that whole process and realizing it it might be too late so it really is a gift to the person that you're naming who would frankly be willing to step up in the first place and so just to give kind of some general statistics out there of estate planning and how people view estate planning um, based on some surveys, you know, 64% of Americans think that having a will is important, 
but only 34% of Americans have an estate plan. I think that this is a huge statistic to really look into and be aware of because I think we all know we should do that. And I want things to be easy for my loved ones. But it is having the empowerment and the kind of motivation to do it because it is a difficult thing to think about. People do only think about estate planning for the worst case scenario. And so many times people say, I just didn't want to choose who would have to be guardians of my kids. Luckily, they're now all in their 40s. And so I can finally (laughs) start doing this estate planning. And luckily, they hadn't been in a position that it was needed. But then we have other situations where there was no plan and there were minor children involved or somebody had to step in as guardianship and conservatorship by going through the court without those plans. So, you know, I think many people know how crucial it is and what type of gift it can be for their loved ones, but it's really hard to take that action. And so... An easy way to kind of start taking that action is to just start gathering some of your assets, a list of your assets, start putting together a list of who would be a good person in the different positions. And they can be different. The person that's making healthcare decisions for you might not be the best person to make financial decisions for you. Yeah, that's a that's a great one because I think a lot of people think, well, I have to name the same person throughout, right? Or I have to name the same person as my sp- as my spouse, right? We have to match. So that's a great one. We probably covered that a little bit, but it, it's important to keep repeating that. Um, but that's that's one of the bigger myths out there. No, you don't have to match with your spouse. You can have different people. And another one that I've been finding and. I'm excited that I start, I think in our office in general, all of us have been starting to see some people taking more action are college students. You know, we've had a lot of clients that either have their grandchildren currently in college or their children might be starting college and they're over 18. And again, like you mentioned, I think we've talked about this a little bit before, but once they hit 18, There's no legal authority that the parents or the guardian, if sometimes grandparents are the guardian of a child, there's no actual legal route for that person to step in anymore once the child hits 18. And so we've been having quite a few college-age students coming in. Usually their guardian or their parent has done their estate plan with us and they've come in after talking about it and realizing that they need to put this in place to ensure that if something happened to them too, healthcare-wise or anything, their parents can step in or whoever they choose to appoint can step in and be able to help them. Yeah, I think they've seen that the process isn't as scary and isn't as, you know, really emotionally involved. You know, it's, it's, it's involved, but it's not something that you can't get through. And so they've seen, hey, listen, this wasn't so bad. And now through having conversations with us, they've, they're saying, okay, yeah, I think it's really important for my adult child. We need to have this conversation or for my grandchild, we need to have this conversation. And uh, that's a gift for everyone, right? So the, the, the adult child, uh, they have the security that, you know, if there's something that they're trying to navigate for the first time, a college student, you know, I, I remember way back when I won't date myself, but it's, it is a little scary to kind of be on your own. It's exciting and it's scary to be on your own the first time and saying, okay, you know, something as simple as, um, you know, I need money on my meal card, <laughs> you know, small things, or um, I got this weird email about my tuition, what's going on. It is nice to have mom, dad, guardian, grandparent, you name it, be able to call in on my behalf and assist and help me. Or, you know, in some cases, get it done for you. Not always the case. We do uh, 
hope hope there's some independence, but that's not always the case. So it's a gift for your the adult the adult child. We use that term <laughs> loosely, um, but it's also a gift for you too because it's peace of mind that you know they've got one foot out the door, but they can always uh, come back and, and seek the help that they need to. And with that, you know, there is a statistic out there that younger Americans are 63% more likely to have an estate plan. This I is, love this. This I is back about this. 2020. Yep. And that more than one out of three say that inflation has caused them to see a greater need for an estate plan. And I think that we're seeing that need even more now with um, some of the, you know, baby boomers that we represent and people that have bought their homes back in the you know, 60s, 70s, 80s for a very minimal amount, speak minimally speaking today, versus what it's worth. And with proper planning, you can, your loved ones really get tax benefits um, by ensuring that you've done a proper plan and by them inheriting it. I think a common question we get, you know, I just had a client that I met with on Monday night that she expressed, oh, I just want to add my children to my deed. And I was like, that is not the best route to go because they lose such a tax advantage. And so we talked about it. I educated her in regard to the different options that she has for the best benefit for her that can achieve her goal without just adding her children on there because that is a big um, tax savings you know that can be had for the children in the long run rather than just adding them on the deed and so it's the inflation for the younger Americans but now I think the inflation hits it even more for the baby boomers and that that have had these properties for so long and just have seen their value skyrocket oh yeah I mean that's I think Liz mentioned it last week the the adding your child to the deed was kind of common years ago but now it's really not your best option for 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 transferring assets uh to the next generation and not to sound corny but that's a gift to us knowing that we've we've given better options to accomplish the same goal um and it's not only going to make our client happy but it's also going to follow through into the next generation there's no angry calls from this from the children saying what do you mean i'm on the deed and now i have the capital gain so it you know it sounds corny but that is a gift to us knowing that we've provided that and this also applies to spouses i'm working with somebody that owned the home by himself wanted to add his spouse onto his deed as well but the tax advantage to her inheriting it is also more advantageous and so we we talked about the difference of just adding her on the deed versus a trust and to get the best tax benefit for the couple so as much as we talk often about maybe kids and inheriting but it there are often times where somebody might have owned a home before marriage and they never you know put each other on the deed or they and there's better ways to get the best tax benefit for for your spouse in these situations yeah. as well. Ah, oh, the gift of tax planning. <laughs> a blessing and a curse. <laughs> um, so some of the statistics, you know, we, we like these, you know, because we, we try to look at them and, and, and update them. I think uh, a lot of these are from caring.com, which is, you know, they, they kind of do, they, they survey a ton of Americans and you get some, some pretty interesting statistics. So we've got, um, you know, uh, that there, we talked about that 63% saying, you know, we think it's important. 
And then we've got two out of three not necessarily having an estate planning document. So, you know, there is there is still we're working real hard <laughs> to educate and put out that information. But there's still a very large subset of people who don't have planning in place. And that can be a couple of things. And I think, you know, different states jurisdictionally, there's there's certain planning tools that people we talked about this before. Some states don't have the hoops that we have to jump through in our state. So when we talk about a lot of these things, we, we do primarily focus on Massachusetts. When we do have knowledge of other jurisdictions, we will absolutely provide that because we do know that some of our clients have property out of state. But in Massachusetts in particular, we hope these statistics get a little better. We can we can close that gap. Um, and we have, you know, our state, We I mean, we've got some educated people here. Um, and so we're, we're doing our part. We're, we're trying to give our gift of that knowledge too because it's so important. And like you said, when we have clients that do have other, you know, assets in other states, such as a family cottage or, you know, a place up in Maine or New Hampshire, we always... That's always the goal. (laughs) (laughs) We always connect them with an attorney in that state to help ensure that their estate plan is the best one to work for them. Um, We don't just say, oh, you need a New Hampshire attorney and then not communicate or talk to that New Hampshire attorney because we want to be sure that your estate plan works properly for you, for your goals. And so that's one thing as a firm that we really ensure that we do for our clients to be a part of that and to be sure that it is working with the rest of their estate plan to give them the best benefit. Yeah, even just the ability to collaborate with another professional. Um, there's been a shift in that too. Years past, it used to it used to be just that. You know, good luck. We've done our we've done our job, and you know that's you, you've done the work. You've done what you've been quote unquote paid for, right? You've you've done what you've been asked. But going that extra mile and making sure that you're making a connection, following up with the other attorney, and providing information that you are authorized to give that might be requested from that attorney to make sure it's a seamless transition. We have a ton of folks in our state who do have homes in other states, so we want to make sure that that's incorporated in one way, shape, or form. So that's that's a gift for us, too. <laughs> and a lot of times we are collaborating with them to ensure that it works. They'll send us, you know, drafts of what they're doing. We'll give it a review to be sure that it, it is jiving with the Massachusetts estate plan. I just had one. They're working with an attorney in Maine. And there was just um, a section that we have in our trust that I thought would be beneficial in that trust as well, in the Maine trust. So I emailed the attorney and just said, you know, is this something you can do in Maine? And if so, can we talk to the client and just ensure that we want all of this to go together and they agreed and the client wanted it as well and it was something in Maine that we could do as well. So being collaborative and just ensuring that, oh, hey, we can do this here in Massachusetts. Is it possible there as well? Just to have them all work together is really a huge benefit for our clients. And I think that that also leans into another sort of mis- misconception or just, you know, maybe a fear too when we start saying, oh, we got to bring another attorney in. You know, a lot of people are just like, oh, cha-ching, no thank you, we'll figure it out. But frankly, uh, this is actually a way to save um, overall from the financial process. If the two attorneys can just mold the minds, provide the information that's needed, we can likely do it in, in a more succinct manner get the information over and save you money overall. Because at the end of the day, if you've got property in another state, you're going to have to plan for it. Or similarly to here, most likely, it will be a probate asset. So if you don't plan for it, it could be a dramatic 
you know, financial mess. Um, so if you if you do, it does require another attorney. So having your attorney based here collaborate with an out of state attorney will save you overall. And that is most likely done with a trust, um, you know, where we talk about the probate property and property that you have in your name alone going through that probate process kind of triggers for me some of the misconceptions about wills and again I know we've talked about this in the past but I'm sure we have some new listeners we will drill it into everyone's minds in the the kindest of ways yes so any of the new listeners or our current listeners that have listened over the weeks any questions that you have please again call in with these questions at 781-834-9639 but one of the biggest misconceptions that we hear is I have a will so it won't go through the probate court. I heard it last, just last week. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that in Massachusetts is just not the fact. It, if you have something in your name alone, it is going through the probate court. Your will is just the guidance for the court as to what you want to happen, who you want to be in charge, where you want your assets to go. But it does not avoid or allow your personal representative or it used to be called an executor or executrix it does not allow them to just go to the bank with your will and say I need to cash out this account to then distribute these funds to the beneficiaries they'll say that's too bad you know and many times with that will one of the things that people kind of think is that their power of attorney can step in and do that even after they pass away. And that power of attorney ends, for lack of better terms, when you end. It's not, it's a lifetime power. And so without the without a trust, if you have just a will, it is a one-way ticket to the probate court and having your assets tied up for a minimum of one year. I like how gingerly you put that. To reiterate, if you have a power of attorney, when you die, it's no longer valid. And that's so important to remember. And I, I, you must have been eavesdropping on, eavesdropping on my call last week because I had a call with a client, you know, and, and sometimes we do have to give unfortunate news if we haven't done the planning and we're getting calls. We get a lot of calls with questions about probate, you know, just sort of testing the waters. Here's my situation. I've lost a loved one. Here are the assets. Here are the documents I have or here are the documents we don't have. What are my options? What can I do? And I had a potential uh, client call the office. We had a lengthy phone call. She lost a loved one. And I ended up having to tell her that the beneficiary on one of her loved one's accounts um, was going to receive those funds. And she indicated to me, well, I have power of attorney. Can I get that information? So I I had to explain just just what you were talking about and we never want to have those calls like that I hung up and I needed some time because I felt terrible Um, so these are the things that we can avoid so a gift for you and your loved one is uh, double checking your beneficiaries that's something you can do relatively simply Um, uh, and and if, if you have online access to some of your accounts you know your life insurance your bank accounts all of these sorts of things if you're internet savvy or if you've got online logins you can go check that just check to see if there's a beneficiary designation. Check to make sure that you have one because we've found that some clients, once they check, realize, my goodness, there's no beneficiary on here. And there's a multitude of reasons for that. Sometimes um, you didn't put one on. Um, and other times it's sort of lost in the system, unintentional. With all these bank changes yeah. and 
a, you know, one bank buying another bank or an investment company buying another investment company, that's when we see many times that these beneficiaries that were named got dropped in the system. Or I've heard um, a life insurance company or... Oh, yeah, they get sold all the time. They get sold Mm. or they'll say, we updated our computer software that we were using and we lost the beneficiaries. The old update glitch excuse. Right. Yeah, but it's it's sadly it happens, very though. common. Yeah. So one thing we suggest that will ultimately end up being a gift to you and of course the intended beneficiary is just check. Go check. And if you don't have online access, no worries. You can call each one of your, your companies. Um, any of these financial companies, you can contact them. Just say, hey, can you send me my beneficiaries? I need to know if there's a primary and there's a contingent contingent beneficiary. Let me know. You might get that information by email. You might get it in the mail. But then at least you've got a starting point so you can see which accounts have beneficiaries, which accounts don't, and which accounts might need some changing. And then you can take the next step and make those changes. If you have a financial advisor, you can always call them. Uh, and they can, they're can they more than happy to, to help you out there in that regard. But that's, that's one of the things that we, we see all the time. And putting a beneficiary on your checking and savings account is, in most banks, fairly simple. Um, it doesn't seem to really have that information get out there very much to the clients that, of the bank, but most banks allow you to put a beneficiary on your checking and savings, which is a much better option than adding a joint yes. owner. Yep. Many times we have clients that might have lost their significant other, so then they added a child onto the bank account and they expressed to us that, oh, my daughter knows that that bank account is to be split with all, you know, all my children. She'll do what's right. I'm not worried about it. But it's not even so much about that person doing what's right. That then causes tax complications for them. And during your lifetime, that money is also theirs. And so God forbid they got divorced or in a lawsuit or something, you'd have to be proving that it's your account, that it's not theirs. And it's a lot of hoops to jump through. And so the power of attorney takes care of allowing somebody to access. And that that's what most people say. Oh, I want them to be able to pay the bills if I'm in the hospital or not able to pay my bills. But that's what that power of attorney is for. And so you should really use the beneficiary designations or a trust rather than just naming a joint owner onto your accounts. Absolutely. And so that's really what we talk about, the importance of having a comprehensive estate plan. So we're not just talking about the will document. We're not just talking about these singular documents or these a la carte, you know, oh, I heard I need a power of attorney. Let me go get that document. Oh, I heard I need a healthcare proxy. Let me download that offline or let me get that from my doctor's office, which is useful. You want to make sure that all of these documents are working together and not in pieces. And you want to make sure that you've got the right document for the right need. And I think that's in question as well. People say, oh, well, I have my healthcare proxy from my doctor. So what would the plan be, you know, cost wise if I didn't do the healthcare proxy yeah. with you and I just have my doctor? Which makes sense. It's it, understandable. It's a fair question. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. But it really doesn't have your estate plan being comprehensive, all dated on the same date, everything working together. 
And when you're working with an attorney, the healthcare proxy usually has a bit more language and powers that your healthcare agent has to act on your behalf in regard to, um, you know, long-term care, hospice, any type of mental health break if you if you need some help. And it really becomes a gray area when if you're in the hospital and you need to go to a short-term rehab and maybe that turns into a long-term care situation. When the hospital is sending you for that rehab, they're looking at that as a healthcare decision. When the nursing home is bringing you in as either short-term or long-term, they're looking at that financially. How are we getting paid? Who's responsible? Who are we having signed these documents? Unfortunately, a lot of times family members are signing these documents. And just like any contract that, you know, we enter into with different things, there's usually paragraphs that we don't quite realize we're in there. And so it's important to fully review the documents. And that's where that power of attorney can really have a strong play into things because they say the nursing home is fine with a family member signing it, but it is best to sign it as that power of attorney and so, or as that healthcare agent. So our document, um, our healthcare proxy has those powers that are more specific for that agent to act on your behalf versus the, usually the doctor's ones just say, oh, the state law. And the state law can be a little gray. So we just get very detailed into that. Yeah, we, we say it's a it's a much more meaty document. It's a legal term we'll coin at some point. But you know, it's a beefier document. We have a lot more clarity in there is really, really the point. Um, and to your point, in a potentially crisis situation where you are trying to get care for a loved one, no one's sitting there taking the time to read the fine print. Of course, anyone can say, well, you should. But in reality, you've got eight different people you're on the phone with, papers here, there, and everywhere. Most of our clients are saying, hey, they're saying that I'm responsible for this. And we request the paperwork and we say, oh, you know, you signed it individually. Did mom or dad have a power of attorney? All those sorts of things. So that's that's a really small detail that, frankly, you don't know what you don't know. Um, and that's that's a really tough one. That's another one where we have, you know, really don't like having those phone calls where we have to tell the client, you know, let's see what we can do here. Well, I think that's a good spot to take our break. During this break, I want to remind you to think about any questions and call in during the second half to 781-834-9639. And thank you for listening to Legacy <laughs> Legacy Legal Live. <laughs> Clearly. Take two. <laughs> on WMEX Boston. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Massachusetts Army National Guard. Aired by the Massachusetts Broadcasters Association and this state. Vacuum City in Plymouth is your full-service sales and repair station, as well as the top local distributor of Melee and Bissell commercial and home cleaning products. Don't miss out on the Uncle Tony special exclusively for WMEX listeners. Get the Little Hercules vacuum for free when you purchase the 8-pound upright. 
Go to vacuum-city.com or call 508-746-0721 Monday through Friday between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Make sure you tell them Uncle Tony sent you. Call Vacuum City at 508-746-0721. Take a moment during this festive season to reflect on the legacy you're building. Whether you're gathered around the fireplace or the dinner table, the gift of peace of mind is one that lasts a lifetime. Wishing you happy holidays from Legacy Legal Planning. And welcome back to Legacy Legal Live. Oh, I got that one. <laughs> Tongue twisters on this Wednesday evening. Um, we've been sharing with you a little bit about um, estate planning and kind of crafting it around the holiday season and gifting and what's a good gift for you to give loved ones, gifts to receive. We're keeping it, giving it a wide berth. So uh, we're, we're saying, of course, estate planning is a gift. Uh, but we just want to remind you, as always, feel free to call in, ask your questions, 781 834 96 If you're just tuning in, this is Michelle Reed and Kendra O'Toole. Elizabeth Caruso is out tonight, but she will be back with her wisdom in future episodes. We're um, a trio of estate planning attorneys giving you as much knowledge as we possibly can in our time with you on Wednesday evenings, 6 to 7. And if you're also just joining us, we just want to announce again that we are having our event this Saturday, December 9th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for all families to come out and get some pictures with Santa as well as shop from some local vendors for some holiday gifts and also see some alpacas that will be at our office as well. Um, so bring the kids, it all. the grandkids, and have a fun time out for a couple of hours. So we're going to jump into some things that can be done, some gifts to leave for your loved ones and to have your legacy continue on in the future. So we're giving you some ideas for whether it's tangible or the intangible, thoughtful gifts for the holiday season. So this is one that we love. So one of them is a creating a personalized legacy book that documents your family history, your values, and cherished memories. I know that there are a couple of companies out there that do this. Um, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I know that you know, if you Google it, there are some companies where you can write down your stories and then they'll print it into a book or there will be a question per day. So it doesn't have to feel as overwhelming as, you know, if you look at a full book of, oh, I have to write down all my memories, but I can't it, remember what I have at breakfast. <laughs> so, right. So it might be just a prompt a day to kind of leave that legacy for your loved ones to remember you. And one thing that I enjoy doing. I haven't done it in a while, but I enjoy making scrapbooks. And I know yeah, a lot of so good at that. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of family um, friends and stuff that do that. And this is a way again to leave that legacy and have those photos of your loved ones, and be sure that you label them. You, you know, the back of your photos with if you're not doing scrapbooking and you're just you know have your photos organized or in a box, label who they are because I think that's the hardest thing is. You see these pictures and you're like, I can't recall who that is or they're baby pictures. And it's I don't know if that's you or your brother. I know my mom struggles with that one. <laughs> well, you guys sometimes. look a lot alike. <laughs> we do. We look a lot alike. And so there's a picture here or there that just isn't labeled. And most of them she knows. She's like, that's Chris. That's you. 
But <laughs> once in a while, there's one that she we might come across and she's like, I'm not too certain of which one that is. Yeah. And so really labeling them for your loved ones to be able to know about the family and have those memories. Yeah, this is a favorite of ours because I feel like you and I are very, very sentimental people. And this is something that if... in, in like you said, there's websites that do it. They prompt you. It can be expensive, all of those things. But frankly, it could be if you like to write, you pick up a blank journal and just write. Write down uh, stories, write down traditions, write down your childhood memories, things that, you know, once we're gone, who's going to tell these stories? And if you're testing out the chat GPT oh. or any new AI type stuff. You yeah, we're could, getting advanced on you. <laughs> you could probably put in or even just in Google. Yeah. You know, ask what are, give me a prompt to, you know, something to write about for my loved ones as a memory. And I'm sure that plenty of prompts will come up to help your wheels start turning as to what types of memories you should leave for them. Recipes. I would appreciate the recipes. I, I know in, in our trio here, Elizabeth is is the chef. She's got all the good stuff. She's got all the recipes. And your mom, too. She always she always gives us cookies. But I would appreciate a legacy book passed down to me with some good recipes because I need the help. <laughs> um, and another one that I, I really, really love as, as you can either start it as a tradition or just to kind of get the family involved Um sort of passing down this legacy of loving to learn and to read. Um, we're, um, we're big readers in my family. And um, so you could do something as simple if you've got little grandkids or, you know, adult grandchildren or your your adult children. Um, there's book subscriptions um, for their older, older adults. I know there's, um, you know, book of the month and things like that. But um, there's so many book clubs out there that have excellent suggestions. So giving um, gifts of, of, of books, um, and then I've, I saw this really cool idea that I would love to start is doing these uh, book exchanges in the holiday seasons. It's not really expensive in the terms of you purchase one book and you kind of you either set it up to where everyone gets together for dinner in an evening. It, it, it's the whole family. Everyone has a book and you exchange and then, you know, you, you get to talk about what, what what book did you get or did you like it? So it starts the conversation in the family. It's it's so much more than just the book and it makes it keeps reading fun. And that, that's, you know, that's, that's top notch on my list. I've seen some families that for the month of December, they get 24, 25 books for their, you know, children or teenagers, whoever, and they get to open one each day and then they have their books for the year of oh, kind of what that. they'd read. Yeah. So they're opening a new book mm -hmm. every day yep. and then it's their books to read throughout the following year. And it's just something special that they all get to do together every night leading up to Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever it might be for that the family celebrates. Yeah. Like what is it, the advent calendars? Yes. But for books. Yes. Uh, I love that. I love that idea. And I think, you know, reading, it, it's, it, it plays into a lot of this too, right? Because... You might think, oh, I read this book when I was a kid, and it brings up all of these memories. Um, you and I had a similar favorite childhood book, and one of my favorite gifts, we, we try to exchange gifts when we can, when we have time, but Kendra got me an, an autographed, a signed copy of this book, and I, it, it's, it's something that I will cherish forever. It's so meaningful, so thoughtful, um, hopefully not too expensive, <laughs> but you know, I, it's, it's one of those things that I think reading and education, being estate planners, being lawyers, you can't not like to learn. <laughs> So it's um, that's something that's really important to us, and I think it's it's something that can be passed down in a positive way, and and fun. Another gift that 
I think can sometimes be a touchy one in families. But if you're if you have a parent that might be, you know, have been in their home now for 60 plus years and you are kind of seeing everything that they have and just thinking, oh, this is going to be a lot to go through and handle if, God forbid, something happens to them, then hiring or paying someone for home organization can really be a great gift. Of course, they need to be willing to be open to that as well, which I think is sometimes that hard conversation. I think a lot of people drop hints too. You know, I, I'm sure I do it, but most family members will say, oh, I got to get down in that basement or I got to get into the attic or I know I have, you know, something that your grandfather had, and it, but it, it's somewhere. So sometimes doing it as a family is, is, is wonderful. And if you've got a professional to come in and help, it, it, it can seem less daunting. So that's a, certainly a gift. And they do go through the items with you. Oh, yeah. It's not like they're going through and just getting rid of what they feel. Oh, they don't need this anymore. I'm going to toss it. They are going through the items with you and then they're helping to just organize in a better way. You know, all the sentimental. I know we have my great grandfather's military uniform Mm -hmm. from Canada. And so having that, you know, in a specific stored area, we know where it is, we know what it is in where it is stored, really just makes a difference of of knowing. And I think with my grandparents, they were not quite open to us coming in and organizing. My grandfather more so was not my grandmother. It's her stuff. Listen, we ladies like our baubles. We like our things. Don't touch. (laughs) Which I got. You know, I wasn't trying to go in there. to. But at the same time, once they did pass away, there were things that we were like, we don't know what this is. We wish we knew who this was in these pictures or what the story was. They love to travel. So they had a lot of, you know, memories from their travels or they had family memorabilia that we just didn't even know what it meant or what sentimental value it had. And so to have been able to actually go through that stuff with them would have meant a lot more to and made, you know, going through things a lot better for us. Yeah. And you would have gotten the stories, some of them ridiculous, some of them not. Uh, Didn't they, were were they, did they steal menus? Was it, was it them? No, No. that was not my grandparents. (laughs) So so there must have been a client whose, whose, whose loved ones would take menus from different diners. Just, just like the paper menu. So they found like a stack of paper menus and they were, they were like, what is this? And they, and then they came to the conclusion that they would just take them as souvenirs from the different restaurants that they would visit in their travels but they they found a stack of just you know when you go in with the advertisements or the little things you know but it's just silly things like but that might have been a tradition between husband and wife is something silly something cute that they did um but you know they don't quite know but I thought that was it was funny my grandparents had a ton of magnets from where they traveled oh yeah that was the big thing that they did you know Mm -hmm. they got a magnet so we did go through the magnets and we kept ones that maybe we went on the trip with them, you know, that was important and sentimental to us. But there was definitely a lot that we were kind of just like, I don't know what this is. And we were kind of like, we hope it's not anything of sentimental or, you know, that really meant a lot to our family. 
but we didn't have the knowledge to know. Yeah. And so these professional folks come in and they might just be helping you organize. They're not necessarily coming in to try to tell you to throw everything away. But organizing, I mean, frankly, that's that would be a, a huge gift um, just, just to get me organized. Um, and there's some great ones out there. And there's actually... Um, you know, depending on your need, there's general organizers and, and then there are actually folks who are certified in like senior moving and senior organization. So there's there's really a plethora of professionals out there that you can reach out to. Um, and a lot of them will do, you know, hourly or flat fee, how, you know, whatever their structure is. But that's also something to consider uh, as a gift as part of our sort of get your ducks in a row gifts for estate planning uh, hol- holiday mindset. Um Along those lines, too, is I I always joke about this one, but things that are very helpful um, if you're in in a situation. uh, I always tell Kendra about this one. My mom. So I'm I'm a grown woman, (laughs) a professional woman. And one of the gifts that my mom gets for us is a membership to AAA. Go ahead. My mom does the same. Okay. (laughs) Every year. My parents have done it since I got my license. Yeah. So I think that that's, it's just, it's so nice. Um, You know, again, we're grown professional women, but it's something that they're doing that, you know, who knows? We might be like, do I want to pay for a AAA membership? I don't know. But then we're in a jam and we need it. So these sorts of things, they're not overly expensive, but it's just something that if you're thinking of something useful um, and practical, that's a great idea. And they're all gifts of caring. Yeah. You know, yeah. AAA is a way of them showing yeah. Yeah. that they care and, and want to be sure that you're safe if something were to happen. The gift that keeps on giving, Clark. <laughs> way better than Jelly of the Month Club. Absolutely. And it's a great one for grandparents to grandchildren as well, especially if they're going off to college. It's just a little bit of peace of mind that, you know, if they're driving back and forth, we don't always have wonderful new cars that we're driving to college in, right? So that AAA membership, uh, I, th- I think that's a great one. Is National Grid Magazine, st- National Grid, <laughs> National Geographic Magazine thing, is that still a thing? My oh, grandparents it, used to do that for me years it ago. It is, and highlights too. We do highlights, highlights for my little guy. Yep. Oh, that's yep. It's awesome. changed since since we were young. It's no longer it's a lot the better. 1992 special that I'm sure you and I remember. <laughs> the doctor's office special. <laughs> right, yes. So talking a little bit about grandchildren and, you know, making memories and different thing, gifts that you can give to them. Making memories is the best gift that you can give to them. Absolutely. Being present and in the moment with them for things and events that will just really be in their memory and remember you and be your legacy, you know, if something were to happen. Um, We just did with my family for the holidays. We went to Natick. They have the Santa experience. And I went with my brother, his wife, and my niece and nephew. And it was just to see their faces and the whole experience that it entailed. It's like you're going, you you are going up an elevator to the North Pole to Santa's home and you get to meet Santa and the memories that they'll have and that I'll have and, you know, take forward is really the best gift that can be given. Experiences during this gift giving, I think is a huge one that I think we always think, oh, what toy do they want or what big electronics do they Mm -hmm. want? But really these experiences that are available out there, whether it's going to the zoo, um, a zoo membership or, or a gift card to a local, you know, trampoline park or something that the kids enjoy to do. Um, I did horseback riding lessons for my niece, you know, so different experiences for them to, test out things in life 
is really you get a great to be way. part of it and see and see the joy in their face. There's we always talk about so many things about you know seeing the joy now as opposed to you know you, you don't get to experience it when we're gone. It's a, still a beautiful thing to leave a legacy, most most definitely, but there's nothing that matches seeing it in real time. I have clients and friends who do um, a family fudge night. You know, they um, she lost her mom when she was young, and I, I she posts on Facebook all the time, and I see that they do it every single year. They get together, they make a whole bunch of fudge, but that's their tradition to honor her mother, and I just think it's a beautiful thing. You know, a little bit of money to spend on the ingredients, probably a lot of uh, sticky fingers <laughs> and uh, lots of cleaning up, but it's a beautiful tradition that they have, and I just, I love it. So these sorts of things, they don't take a lot of money, just a little bit of time, and um, these these are the things that really build your legacy. And being able to have those memories with them, I know that I had the um, privilege and honor of being able to take my niece to her first Broadway show a few weeks yeah, ago. she'll never forget that. No, mm-hmm. and, you know, we went to, to Frozen in Boston at the Boston Opera House, and it was really quite an experience for her. And we went out to dinner first, and then we went to the – to the play to the theater and I mean just walking in there into the Boston Opera House and seeing her face and the joy that the whole evening really brought just is such a memory that like you said we'll we'll live with her and also you know she loves to sing so I can see her getting into theater so her being more involved and interested in seeing these things could lead to other yeah, we might be watching her in concert right. one could day absolutely yeah things and her. this would be her story you know my aunt took me to my first broadway show and i fell in love so these things that you might you might not necessarily think will be a big deal really are um uh, i know liz isn't here but i wanted to share this too a little bit because she has a, a recipe box of her grandmother's recipes no longer with her but she's got all these recipes and you know her family and i think that that's something that you know she talked about it and it was you could tell that it meant so very much to her and again i'm big on the recipes because we need the help so <laughs> um i think that that's something that you can you can easily do you know collect the recipes and pass those down so that your family you know you can have the family meals whether you're here or not you're, you're still present yeah, so that's 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 an excellent one. And then talking a little bit about sort of these tangible items, um, we've talked in the past about part of our having a comprehensive estate plan is, you know, you have all your legal documents and then we've got some instructions. And a lot of the questions we get are, well, what do I do with all the stuff? So we help you uh, create, um, it's, it's called a personal property memorandum. Say that one 10 times fast. But essentially, it's just a designation of, of where are all my personal items going. And um, so we, we create that for you and kind of walk you through how it's best used and the way that we can use it. But part of this is making sure that, you know, for instance, my mother-in-law, I was never really a jewelry person. It wasn't a thing in my family. But, you know, I always appreciate jewelry and the stories behind it. So my mother-in-law um, has very kindly given me some of her pieces during her lifetime for, you know, birthdays and Christmas and Mother's Day and things of like of that nature for me. And it's never something that I before would have thought twice about, but there's stories behind it. She gave me a piece of her mother's jewelry. So hearing that from her and then having her give me, it's, it means that much more to me. So there's ways that you can do it um, in this holiday season. You, can, it, you don't have to spend the money if you already have it. So you can, you can pass that down as well. And a lot of these are done through, you know, will or trust planning to ensure that, 
it's passing the way you want if you're not ready to give up. Oh, yeah. Not saying to give it up now. If if you're still wearing that thing, it's yours. (laughs) Yeah. So there's, you know, ways to ensure that the people that you want to receive it are going to receive that item. Um, But you don't necessarily have to gift it during lifetime. And that's also where you could put together a little story, you know, written memo of what the ring meant to you it was my mother's it was my great-grandmother's and kind of the family history for that piece of jewelry and this these are all the things that we do talk about with our clients to be sure we're not just bundling everything up and saying oh where's everything going you know we do talk about the sentimental pieces that we want to be sure pass along to people and sometimes I have clients that say, we don't have really much sentimental. I don't have any jewelry, maybe just my wedding ring. And other than that, my kids don't want anything. <laughs> and and that's fine too, but we plan and ensure that we are passing on the rest of their assets that their kids would be interested yeah, in. Yeah, so the gift there is the ability to uh, get rid of the things that they don't want. <laughs> and many times our clients also express that in that event that something's getting rid of, being rid of, they want to be sure that their trustee is donating it. They want to be sure that Mm -hmm. it does go somewhere for to help others if it's of something that can be used by others, not necessarily just all their stuff thrown into a dumpster and thrown out. Yes, there might be some stuff that, you know, we all have things that can probably go in there. But at the same time, I think we all have so much that can also be donated and other people can use. And, and a little less sentimental, but much more practical and one that's not talked about too, too often. Um, an extraordinary gift for your loved ones would be introducing them to your financial advisor. So a big shift from the sentimental, but lots of times um, ha- facilitating that transfer of assets. If they're just meeting this person in a time where they've, they've, they've lost you, you know, that it can make a difference if, if you've already been introduced Um, you've had a meeting potentially or even just an introduction there's already a bit of a relationship there even if it's just on an acquaintance level I think that makes um, a significant difference because the from the professional side they know who they're reaching out to or who's reaching out to them and it can just facilitate that conversation there's a more much more comfort level there and even for the future for them depending you know when God forbid something does happen to you and your children or your nieces or nephews are inheriting certain items, depending on if they're an IRA or, you know, certain types of investments, there's different rules or there's different tax advantages to rolling things over or or cashing things out, depending on how much, you know, if it's a couple thousand dollars, you might not roll it over. You might just cash it out. So having an advisor that they can then talk to about, What's the best thing that I can do with this before I even, you know, contact the company to say, oh, I'm the beneficiary. What should I be doing? Should I be requesting up rollover or nope, cash it out and have that advice from them to know which route that they should go to then help create their legacy from your legacy that you left. Absolutely, because you're you're sort of showing them. The, the way to sort of set their future up themselves. Lots of times, you know, you, we lead by example, right? So if, if they don't necessarily have financial advisor in their life, but could benefit from one, if it's sort of, um, you know, see, do, teach, you know, <laughs> uh, that, that terminology, but it's, it gives them the, oh, okay, 
Maybe, maybe this is something that will work for me and my family. So that's also the gift that keeps on giving there too. And another gift that we often include in our plans and it's something that our clients can fill out at their leisure. It's not something that they need to have the conversation with us as to what happens, but really putting into writing down what they want in regard to memorial or burial services, writing down what jobs they had worked, what organizations they might have been involved in, who they want to ensure that knows if if they passed away, who who should know, you know, they might have a book club or a fraternal organization. And so having down, we have a nice memorial services memorandum that's about 10 pages you can fill out as much or as little as you want and really goes through and thinks about what you want to happen and it gives them peace of mind of knowing that it was your wishes I have some clients that say I don't want anything I don't want to wake I don't I don't want them to spend money on that I just want to be you know and that's just as important to to note as well right because some people might think they're doing right by you and honoring you and and, and, and very beautifully but if those were not your wishes and they weren't aware then you might be you might have services that you really didn't want Um, so it's just filling out entirely or putting I don't want anything just making sure that your wishes are very clear right and it's important because there is many when it comes to funeral and burial and memorial services There's many things that come into play there, emotions of your own emotions, the emotions of your loved ones, but then also your religion could come into play or no religion. You know, whatever it is that you believe in is going to come into play as to what you want, Um, cremation, burial, whatever it may be. And so putting this down just makes it easier to ensure that your wishes are followed And that they also know what you wanted rather than going through, you know, a whole long memorial service and wake and funeral that could cost thousands of dollars if all you wanted was a wake and a funeral together. You know, just making sure that you make these clear can really be a gift for them to to honor you and your legacy for them for for going forward. Yeah. So just there's there's so many avenues that you can go to with gift giving and estate planning. We obviously kind of went around the block and back again. (laughs) We talked about tangible, physical things, legacy books, recipe cards, physical books, get your family into reading, start these traditions. Um, You know, we were home for so long during COVID, you know, people started these things, but now everyone's kind of back into the things and it's it's crazy. So making sure that we are taking the time to spend time together, Go, take your take your niece or nephew or grandchild or child to the Broadway shows. These are all things that, you know, we, we come into the office and talk about whether we've done them or our clients are sharing those stories. These are the things that light us all up. And um, we just wanted to share those with you tonight. A little something different, a little something special. So we'll give another final plug for our event this Saturday. <laughs> we really want you to come. We, we want do. you to share in the joy. It's We're excited. <laughs> and we'd love to meet our listeners. Absolutely. You know, we've been on here since mid-October beginning October mm-hmm. time flies <laughs> um so See? we so get the, get those traditions we would love to have you come to our office 80 Washington Street building S as in Santa in Norwell come for free pictures with Santa come to shop from some of the local vendors 
and just enjoy some time with your family at this event that we are putting on. And we just want to remind you that the best gift that you can give your loved ones is the peace of mind that comes with comprehensive estate planning and thoughtful legacy building. So thank you for listening tonight to Legacy Legal Live, and we will see you next week. You'll hear us next week. That's right. (laughs) Have a wonderful evening. Fifteen ten WMEX Quincy Boston and one hundred one point one FM W two six six DQ Quincy WMEX Quincy Boston streaming at WMEXBoston.com and on your smart speaker just say play WMEX. The greatest hits of all time are back. This is the all new WMEX.